Well, I know that you're all recovering from Mardi Gras and you've sort of gotten the fun out of your system, but we will begin with a joke anyway. So a restaurant manager has a text. He just gets a text from one of his waiters. He reads the text and he fumes with anger. And so he immediately calls up the waiter. The waiter actually happens to pick up his phone. And the manager says, what is this? You want another day off? What's your excuse this time? You know, this year alone, you've taken off four times for your grandfather's funeral. <laughs> and the waiter, without missing a beat, said, no, boss, boss. Uh, you see, today, my grandmother is getting married again. <laughs> I think about that one. And today is the first Sunday of Lent in the church's year again. And every first Sunday of Lent, the account from the Gospel, the Bible, is about Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Which Gospel was it this time? Matthew. And Matthew 4, verse 1, tells us this, as we heard chanted. When Jesus was led into the Spirit in the wilderness, to be tempted by the devil, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. That's a long time not eating, isn't it? The Reverend Dr. Audrey West, she's a New Testament scholar, and she tells us this about this particular passage. Listen carefully. Throughout the scriptures, the wilderness represents a place of preparation, a place of waiting for God's next move, a place of learning to trust in God's mercy. For 40 days and nights, Jesus remains in the wilderness, without food, getting ready for what comes next. So a place of preparation, that's Lent. A time to get ready for what's next. And that's why in Lent we sometimes make sacrifices. That's why in Lent we may have to look inward and say, Ew, I don't like that. I have to deal with something in my life. Because before you can get to what's next, you sometimes have to go within and do some work, do some spring cleaning for the soul. And this is what Lent is about. It is a season of preparation. Not just 40 days you give something up or 40 days where you do something else, but those can be good spiritual practices, but a season of preparation, of getting ready for what's next. Lord Rowan Williams. Anyone heard of him? Raise your hand. Anyone heard of Rowan Williams? Okay, he was the Archbishop of Canterbury. And when he was, he said these things about Lent. The word Lent comes from the Old English for spring. It's not about feeling gloomy for 40 days. It's not about making yourself miserable for 40 days. Lent is springtime. It's preparing for the great climax of springtime, which is Easter, new life, bursting through death. And so as we prepare for Easter, as you think about your preparation for Easter, what should be motivating us is not self-denial as an end in itself, but as a way of sweeping and cleaning our lives and our hearts so that new life will be ready to have room to come in when we get to Easter. So Lent is a preparation for Easter. 
Lent is designed to get you ready for Easter for springtime. Lent is designed to get you ready for Easter for springtime. Loudly, let's say that together. Lent is designed to get you ready for Easter springtime. Great! So, my question for you is this. What needs resurrecting in your life? What's been dying? What's dead? What needs new life? Is it your faith? Is it maybe a relationship? To be a friend, family member, partners with another? Maybe it's a relationship with God. Maybe it's some sort of direction in your life. But what is it that needs renewal? That needs to come alive again for you? Use Lent to get ready for that. Use Lent to prepare for that kind of resurrection. How many of you would say you have something in your life that could use new life, springtime resurrection? Give me an amen. Amen. For the springtime, which is ahead. How many of you have heard of the Book of Common Prayer? Anyone here? And everyone except the Father Terry has heard of the Book of Common Prayer. Well, in it, it recommends some things for Lent. It tells us to observe Holy Lent by self-examination, by repentance, prayer, fasting, self-denial. And by reading and meditating on God's Holy Word. Question. How many of you ever tried out any of those spiritual practices before? Any of them? Okay. How many of you struggle to do them regularly? Anyone? Okay. <laughs> Me too. Uh, any of them in particular? Fasting. Actually fasting. Self-denial. Maybe reading the Bible. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Well, Lent is an opportunity for you to choose maybe one of those and say, this Lent, I'm going to get back to that. Or this Lent, I'm going to try it in a new way. Or maybe you're going to try something you've never done before. Maybe the rosary, for example. Or critiquing white privilege, which I understand you're going to be doing here. That can be a spiritual practice. Lent is also a time to take silence. Seriously. Lent is also a time to take your sins seriously. Lent is also a time to take the Mass even more seriously. So, two questions for you. Uh, how many of you could stand for some more silence in your life? The quiet that allows for deep reflection. Show of hands. A lot. Uh, how many of you could stand to take a closer look at your failures and your sins in order to say, hey, how can I improve and change? Anyone? Okay, I see a few hands. How many of you could stand to deepen your experience of the Eucharist so that when you lift your hands to receive, you are encountering Christ personally? Anyone would love to have that happen? Give me an amen if so. Amen. All right. So take time to do that this Lent. Take time to do that this Lent. Turn to somebody and tell them, take time to do that this Lent. Don't be shy. <laughs> and now, for another joke. So, this middle school kid is sort of goofing off in class, his English class, 
And the teacher calls on him and says, tell me a sentence with an object. And he's like, um, uh, uh, you are very pretty. And the English teacher says, what's the object? And the kid says, they get an A in English. <laughs> the goal of Lent is not to get an A. The goal of Lent is not to get an A, you get the sticker, yeah, I get all the stuff, I'm good. No. Lent is really much more about lessons learned and insights into yourself and into God than about any sort of achievements. When we achieve, it's a grace and we just say, thank you, Lord. A few years ago, I was in Dublin, Ireland on a preaching mission. And I went to St. Mary's Pearl Cathedral to have a quiet moment of prayer. And so I walked over to the votive candles. And I lit a candle and I silently prayed, Lord, use me in greater ways to advance your kingdom. As soon as I said, Amen, and opened my eyes, this woman came up to me, persistently seeking help. I was instantly annoyed with her. I was not compassionate. She followed me all around the church, and I only helped her out of a feeling of pressured duty, and it was in a very small way. And as I left the cathedral... I instantly realized God had answered my prayer. But I had failed. I was not really interested in advancing God's kingdom in the ways that were needed in the moment, but only in the ways that I wanted. Ouch. That was a painful lesson about myself, an insight. But it prepared for a spring time of my soul later on. That was a sort of Lenten kind of lesson. This Lent, what lessons will you learn about God and yourself? And so if you haven't already, today, turn to somebody and say, today. Figure out how you're going to observe Lent. What are you going to do for Lent? Here at St. Anna's? But also on your own. With a friend, with a significant other, with your family. How will you observe Lent? Do not let Lent pass you by. <clears throat> Don't just treat it as 40-day countdown to Easter. Don't just treat it as nice hangings that we see during this season on the altar. No! Let God use Lent for you to bring a new resurrection in your life. Let God use Lent to bring something that's been dead in your life to new life. Let God bring a fresh springtime to your soul through Lent. Let God sweep the house of your life into better order. This Lent, get ready for what comes next. Amen. Amen.